welcome to this week's edition of the Fit Finance Sessions with myself, Tom Senegals, and and Henry Elliston. I'm I'm still go. not on holiday again. <laughs> well, we'll get slicker at these intros, but um, uh, yeah, we'll get better. Um, and this week um, we are going to talk about ethical investing because we've just been nominated for uh, ethical advocacy um uh with our investment approach from the wealth partnership awards um so really good to get the award and uh it's something we've been trying to promote um over the last few years but i think uh equally it's becoming more and more uh commonplace to um invest in a more sustainable way uh impact investing and and, and things like that and clients are a lot more interested in in either interest in that field or um, the investment returns from it. So um, Henry, I think you've been reading an article this week on, on that. Any thoughts to share? Yeah, there, there was an article in the uh, Independent over the weekend actually about independent, uh, sorry, uh, that was about um, ethical funds and the performance that they've seen over the last few years. And actually they performed very well um, and beaten their non-ethical counterparts. Um, in each of those last three years, which is which is tremendous, really. Um, it's probably worthwhile just for the benefit of our many listeners, just explaining how how these these funds and these portfolios are put together, because there is a because it is interesting. And and one person's green and socially responsible um, is another person's. I don't really mind about that. Um, but but typically they look at these these in two different ways. So they have a kind of, they have an an opt-out and an opt-in. So to start with, companies will be opted out of the selection process. Um, and typically those companies will be the sort of um, warhead manufacturers or armament manufacturers, tobacco companies, of course, and, and oil stock. So those are invariably, they're taken away. So we don't invest in those at all. And then there's a second stage where they opt in or they, they look to try to elevate perhaps the, the proportion that's in these other companies. And those are ones that demonstrate social, social responsibility. So they might actively be trying to um, be a net carbon, a net carbon zero producer, for example, or they might actively be trying to pay the national living wage rather than the, the national minimum wage or something like that. So those companies are then opted in to the, the, the portfolio and with this uh, new selection of companies then from that the fund managers go ahead and they create a portfolio which is which is what we which is what you see in these ESG portfolios I think probably part of the reason that, that the ESG has done so well of late is perhaps because of this selection of um, stocks um, on the one hand, I think investors nowadays are actually far more keen and far more aware um, of those sort of issues that are facing us, you know, global warming and what have you and stuff like that. So there's certainly a drive towards investing in those sort of companies. I think possibly some of the other reason is some of those companies actually just because of cyclically have done particularly well at this, at this time in the economy. So companies that might tick those boxes and fall into those um, portfolios would be perhaps a lot of healthcare companies. Um, I think one will question the ethics of many healthcare companies. Um, and so obviously sort of in times of COVID, those are, those have done very well. Um, 
a lot of the the fang stocks of so facebook amazon uh, netflix um google have done they often are picked with this sort of ethical approach and they've done brilliantly well i mean so they picked with an ethical approach although one might question the ethics of their tax and how much tax they pay but actually underlying the companies there's, there's no sort of dubious we're selling tobacco or, or armament um, and i think they probably treat their staff very well judging by the google um, offices in london which have slides and bean bags in them um, so so i think there's probably i think there's probably two reasons why ethical stocks are done well so on the one hand this this drive towards this conscious uh, drive towards more ethical companies and secondly just that they've also done quite well um because it's because cyclical moves in the marketplace so it's really good i'm really pleased that as a company we're, we're we're doing our job and our bit in promoting promoting ethical investments i think it's um it's a it's a good thing and uh, and and actually a lot of my clients and and more so actually now are bringing the question to us can we invest in an ethical portfolio and how do we go about doing it i don't know if you found that tom yeah i think um I think there's always been a case of am I going to get less returns, and I think that's that's always the, the concern. And I think it's just proving that um, no investment strategy performs all of the time, but it also shows that you can take a, a more ethical or sustainable stance with what how you're investing and still achieve good returns. And I think um, uh, it, it's there's some there's some reasons why um, those portfolios are doing well. Um, why, like you were talking about, healthcare, tech, um, as part of this cycle, they're the ones that have, that have done well. So it's not purely because they're in an ethical or sustainable portfolio that that's the reason they're doing well. Those um, those areas have done well in this particular economic cycle. I think when you start looking over much longer term horizons, that when you've had a big crash like COVID or in 2008, three-year data does tend to kind of amplify certain um certain areas but having said that um those companies that are in in the portfolios in the ethical portfolios are big well-known companies that were just deselecting some of the the other ones that potentially when looking into the future might might get left behind that doesn't mean they're going to disappear oil still going to be around for a very long time and and there's a lot of value play around oils, financials, car manufacturers, um, but there's still good returns to, to be had and, and possibly very big returns given the, the recent prices. But um, I think um, it's, it's a bit like people's food. Everyone wants to know kind of where it's coming from and, and asking a bit more detail about it. And I think it, it just proves you can you can skin a cat in many ways. And if we can do that in a, in a, in a nice way, that's great. Um, I see a lot of clients kind of going half and half um, uh, and using it as a, as a way for added diversification and um, can always push that um, more as, as years, years go on, but still have a, a foot in the pond for um, some of these value plays around oil and some of the other sort of, uh, it's not unethical, but maybe more old world um, sort of investments. Um, uh, I think BP just cut its dividend, didn't it recently? Um, but BP are actually pretty good on 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 um, on an ethical stance, despite being a, um, a a global oil company. They're very sort of pro 
clean energy and trying to move in, in that direction. So um, an article in the papers over the weekend about for the, the CEO of BP saying he was trying to get to net carbon zero and, and they've got a real focus on, uh, on green tech and stuff like that. Um, yeah. And I think that's the future, isn't it, for, for cap capitalism in general? You, you've got to work with the system and change it from within. You can't just, you can't ban all the cars tomorrow and say everyone's got to be on a, on electric because um, it, it cause cause a lot of havoc. But that doesn't mean you should just ignore it completely. And I think um, the more you can kind of push that, that agenda and, and actually if um, people kind of where money goes attention flows I think is is um is the saying and so the more money that goes into those um hopefully allows those companies to invest more do more research and development and and become more ethical over time and and that'll make competitors kind of sit up and take notice so um you can sort of take a bit of an activist approach in in, in some ways in, in doing that um and I think it's just making sure you're still in a diversified manner and you're still getting exposure to lots of lots of areas um, you don't want to put all your eggs on uh, the latest hydrogen car and it backfire um, although I'm, I'm sure a lot of the Tesla investors are, are sitting quite pretty right now um, how long that valuation stacks up for I don't know but um, what happens if a hydrogen powered car backfires Tom that's what I'm quite intrigued by <laughs> I'm not sure it can backfire um, <laughs> I think it's it's slightly more aggressive than a backfire. I think it's more of a <laughs> explosion. Full explosion. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, it's 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 certainly interesting times, and I think there's, there's always shifts on there in every sort of cycle. And sometimes people get ahead of the curve, and sometimes people are behind the curve. Um, so yeah, I think at the moment i think having a foot in both camps is is a good idea and um and if if it's something you want to actively promote and take a stance with then you're not going to be penalized either yeah no i think that's actually right and i think um as you alluded to a bit earlier i think historically people have always thought that you don't get the returns with with ethical investing and i think that's what's so nice to see now is that actually you, you can have your cake and eat it you can invest ethically have the warm fuzzy feeling in the pit of your stomach knowing you're, you're not killing babies and um, polluting the world in a in a fog of co2 and actually still your pension is going to be growing and still you're going to be able to achieve those things in the future that you want to do obviously staycationing and not getting on an airplane because the two would be a contradiction if you were to be flying somewhere whilst investing ethically at the same time but but I'll, I think that's a that's a conundrum for a different time. Yeah, I think the strategy of earning more in your portfolio to afford business class flights is um, yeah, <laughs> a bit of a, a contradiction, but, um, but all the same, um, better better to do something than nothing, isn't it? Um, but yeah, um, if you've got any questions about ethical portfolios, sustainable world portfolios, um, or just uh, actually what what are the underlying investments? That, um, uh, that clients go into. I think that there's always a lot of talk about diversification, what the portfolios are, mixture of bonds and equities, but quite quite often people don't really ask what's under the hood. And I think that's, um, or under the bonnet in, in the UK. And I think it's, uh, people are starting to take more more attention to what, what those are and, um, and the reasons behind those decisions in, in the portfolio. So, if anyone wants us to explain specific strategies or 
um, why things are the way they are, then um, please comment below and uh, yeah, let us know. Um, we'll be more than happy to answer some questions. So on that note, um, we, uh, yeah, thank you for listening to our podcast. We'll be back next week, um, or Henry's probably on another holiday by then. You know and, what, you're um, right I am. Thanks very much. Two weeks off. <laughs> so I'll, I'll have Tim back to, uh, to, to keep us going. And uh, yeah, we look forward to speaking to you again soon. Take care. Thanks very much. Bye-bye.